Yep, said Belden. And it's going to get worse before it gets any better. War or no war. No one in Umberton had ever seen or even heard of the colonel's daughter, and for good reason. Julie had not been born to the colonel and his late wife, Laura Nell Wilder. The girl's real mother had been a camp follower known only as Sudi, who'd given birth to the colonel's child during his tenure as a young captain along the wilderness frontier. Sudi had revealed Colonel Wilder's name to her daughter shortly before her death ten years earlier. Over the next decade, Julie had written to her father many times, but only recently had she traveled down from the North Country to meet him face to face. I sure hope Colonel Wilder knows what he's doing, taking in every saddle tramp that blows in off the prairie, said Tolan. I expect the colonel doesn't need you or me telling him how to conduct himself, Belden said a bit sharply. His eyes stayed on the three riders and their strings of horses, most particularly on Julie Wilder, whose identity and gender lay hidden beneath a broad-brimmed Montana-crowned Stetson and a faded gray riding duster. Once atop the rise, Colonel Wilder slowed his mount long enough for Julie and Shep to sidle their horses up to him. Riding abreast, the three led their strings at an easy pace all the way to the livery corral, where Tolan unlatched the gate and swung it wide open. When the riders and their horses had all passed into the corral, Belden stepped across the mud-rutted ground toward the colonel, grinning, with his hands shoved down into his back pockets. Tolan closed the gate and walked forward quickly until he'd passed Belden and stood close enough to take the three lead ropes from the riders. He pulled the horses to the side and began looking them over as they milled around him. "'Morning, Colonel,' said Belden, deliberately showing little interest in the well-cared-for horses. "'I expect you realize the price of horses can drop most any day with the war nearly over.' Without stepping down from his saddle, the colonel touched his hat-brim courteously toward the two liverymen and crossed his wrists on his saddle horn. "'One thing for certain about war,' said the colonel, "'is that it takes horses to carry men and equipment there, and it takes horses to carry them home again.' Belden scratched his jaw and said, "'Well, I can't argue that. But the thing is, I don't ordinarily keep this many horses on hand.' I have to consider my cost in feed and upkeep until the army purchaser comes through Umberton again. He shrugged. It could be a week. It could be a month. Julie and Shep backed their mounts a few feet to the side and sat quietly. Or you could take them on over to Rulo, said the colonel, leveling a fixed stare at the livery owner, the way I would have done had you not asked me to first bring them to you for an offer. The colonel paused a second, then said, "'If need be, I still know the way to Rouleau.' "'Now hold on, colonel,' Belden said with a nervous smile squirming a bit in place. "'I'm not about to let you take these animals all the way to Rouleau. "'I'm just looking for the best price. "'You can't fault a fellow for that.' "'No, I suppose not.' Colonel Wilder allowed himself a thin smile beneath his wide white moustache. Water dripped from the brim of his hat. 
If you need to dicker a bit before you meet my price, let's do it over a cup of coffee out of the rain. Where are my manners? Belden said, chastising himself with a mock slap on the side of his wet head. Of course, let's get inside and get some hot coffee while I try getting you to listen to reason. Before swinging down from his saddle, Colonel Wilder raised an arm toward Shep and Julie. Speaking of manners, you both know Shepard Watson. Howdy, Shep, the two liverymen acknowledged the old cowhand, who touched his frayed hat brim and returned the courtesy. Now for a surprise, said the colonel. I'd like both of you to meet my daughter, Julie Wilder. Your daughter, said Belden. Both he and Tolan looked doubly stunned, first by hearing that the person beneath the sweat-stained Montana crown.